This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. All right. Well, good evening, everybody. Praise God. Pastors in Iquitos, Peru. Yep, as of this morning. Yes, amen. And, um, oh, a funny story. You all know Dana Nile. Okay, so Dana was supposed to meet Pastor at LAX, okay? And then they were going to fly to Peru together. So I'm on my way with Pastor to El- to Vegas because I'm not going to LAX, okay? Just not, I'm not going there. But I'll fly, I'll drive to Vegas and he can fly to LAX, okay? Because I'm not going to LAX. <laughs> not happening, alright? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we get a phone call from Dana. And he had driven two and a half hours from his home in Billings, Montana, to wherever the airport's at up there, probably Butte or something. He goes in there, he gets in line, and he hands the guy his passport, and the guy looks at him and says, you're not Elizabeth. He brought his wife's passport. He didn't bring his own. So he had to drive two and a half hours back to his house. Would have been another two and a half hours, you know, back to the airport, so he missed his flight. So anyway, they're going to, they're going to arise, arrive there on, he's going to arrive there on Thursday. But so pastor, he did it, man. He, he flew all the way to Peru and, and you know, to Lima and, and Iquitos. And all. he calls me on the phone. He says, how do you say four in Spanish? I said, cuatro, like quarter, cuatro. He said, yeah, cause I'm supposed to go to gate four. <laughs> he says, I want to make sure I'm on the right plane to get to Iquitos. So anyway. Hallelujah. All right. Well, let's open up with prayer tonight, okay? Father, we come before you tonight in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you for the word. The word of God is what gives us the victory that that we need in life, Father. And so, Lord, I thank you that everyone tonight is going to be so attentive, Father. And and the word that I'm bringing forth tonight is going to change their lives. And Lord, I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, the title of tonight's message is, Faith for protection. Faith for protection. And I'm going to go over a few things, but we're going to focus mainly on Psalms 91 today. Because how many of you know there's a lot of fear flying around? I mean, a lot of fear flying around. And if you listen to the news, it just seems to be, they seem to dish out some more fear. But you know what? We live by what? Faith. So faith is the opposite of Fear, right. So you guys are really getting good, man. You guys are really getting this. Whoopee. All right. So we don't want fear. We want faith. So, you know, God is our protector. One of There's seven names for God, and one of his name is Jehovah-Rohi, which means God our protector. So, you know, that's just his nature. But, you know, like protection, faith for protection is the same as faith for anything else, Okay. You have to have faith for it. Like you have to have faith for healing, faith for your finances, faith for this, faith for that. You have to have faith for protection. And so I'm going to teach you some stuff tonight. I hope you have a paper and pencil with you. I'm going to give you a little thing when you leave tonight. But you need to write this stuff down, and I hope you have a Bible. And uh, we're going to hit this. Okay, so one of the things that the Lord provides for our protection is angels. Well, how do I know that? Well, I know that because Hebrews 1.14 says so. So let's flip there really quick. I'm going to go through this part really quick because you have to have this foundation as well 
as uh, Psalms 91, right? So you need this. So Hebrews 1.14 says this. If I can get there, I will. All right. And write this down because you're going to need this to develop, to develop your faith for protection. Hebrews 1.14 says this. Are not all ministerings... I'm in King James tonight, by the way. Are not all ministering spirits or angels, if you look back at verse 13, it's talking about angels, sent forth to minister for them who will be heirs of salvation. So if you're born again, you've got an angel or or so. And, well, let me just throw this out there. How do we activate our angels? You know, you can have an angel just stands stands by you and does absolutely nothing. You know how they're activated? By your words. Mainly by the words of God that you speak out of your mouth. That's how these angels are activated. Otherwise, they just sit there with nothing to do. So you're the one that sets them into motion. Okay? Alright? Okay, so, angels is number one. Number two is his name. Amen? I love his name. Look at Philippians chapter two. It's so super important that you develop this faith for protection, especially at this time. Not only because of this virus that's floating around, but also because it's the last days. Amen. And you need to have faith for protection. So Philippians chapter 2, uh, verses 8 through 11 says this. And being found in fashion as a man, Jesus, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things on the earth, of things underneath the earth. In other words, heaven, earth, and hell. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we've got the name of Jesus. Parents, you need to teach your, your children in these day, in these troubled times, whatever, to use the name of Jesus. I used to tell my kids, you know, when they were little, you know, if, if someone tries to grab you, takes you, you just yell Jesus. And it puts God and his angels and every, everybody else on the scene. You know what I'm saying? Teach them to say, just yell Jesus. I was, re, I was, uh, uh, Brought to my remembrance today, a couple of years ago, there was a, there was a little boy who was kidnapped somewhere. And this guy put him in the backseat of his car, and that little kid just started singing praise songs the whole time. Finally, the guy let him go. <laughs> you know, the, just the power, of, the power of the presence of God, that little kid in the backseat. But if you just, it, and this is for you too, you just yell the name of Jesus. If you can't yell anything else, that's what you yell. And you teach your children that, okay? Amen. It's extremely important. Another thing is the blood of Jesus. Look at Revelations 12:11. So God has given us all kinds of weapons for us to use for our protection, but you not, you're not going to be able to use them unless you know about them, right? So after tonight, there'll be no more excuses. Revelations 12:11 says this. And they overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb, meaning the devil, and by the word of their testimony. Amen. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And then the last part of that says, and they loved not their lives to the death. 
You know, there is that part of that verse. But I firmly believe that if someone is to give up their life, and, you know, people overseas are being murdered, Christians are being murdered by the thousands overseas, unless you don't know it. And the Muslim nations and other nations like that, they're just butchering Christians. But I firmly believe that if someone has the faith, if I, I firmly believe that someone needs faith to give up their life, okay? When they get to the point where they give up their life, I, I get on Brother Julius's, you know, Julius, our missionary to India, because he always talks about, he says to me, he says to us, I'm willing to, I'm willing to die, I'm willing for them. And I always say to him, no, Julius, not now, because India and Nepal need you. You know, they need you alive. They don't need you dead. But he has reached the point in his life that he is, if, if he were to have to die for Jesus, that he would do it. You know what I'm saying? But I think you have to get to that point. But if you have faith for protection, that God can make a way of escape for you. You just have to know that. But if you don't know any of this stuff, how can you use it? How can you utilize it? How can you do it if you don't know any of it? So it's extremely important that you get this tonight, okay? That's why I want you to write stuff down. Another thing is binding and loosening. Look at Matthew 18, 18. Who's our enemy? Satan's our enemy. That's right. How can you fight your enemy if you don't know who your enemy is? So, so our enemy is Satan or the devil, right? So he, can, he, he runs roughshod over everybody unless you learn how to bind him. So look at Matthew 18, 18. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven already. And whatsoever you loose or we let loose on the earth shall already be loosed in heaven. So is it lawful for Satan to run around heaven and take authority over stuff and, and act like an idiot up there? No. So he's bound from being in heaven, right? So on earth we have, we can bind him on earth too. We say, Satan, you're not, you're not doing it. You're not operating. You're not doing it. In Jesus' name and whatever area he's trying to pull. Okay, so we just take authority over him. All right. Another thing is our mouths. Proverbs 18:21. Remember a minute ago I told you that we activate angels by the words out of our mouth. So Proverbs 18:21. Anybody can, well, he may already have that up there. Yeah, he does. You're that good, Nick. Proverbs 18. Sometimes I want the people to tell me what the verse is, and then they've already got it up there. Okay, 1821 says this. Whoops, wait a minute, I'm in the wrong chapter. Proverbs 1821 says this. Death and life. Do you notice the word death comes first? Have you ever noticed that? You know why? Because death's in the world. I mean, Satan's in the world. He's the little G God of this world. And he's the author of like death and all this junk, right? Destruction, death, stealing, killing, destroying. So that's easy. That just flows. That just flows downstream. You know, that's easy. But life is like you're pushing upstream. You have to fight for it. So it says here, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So we need to speak words out of our mouth. We need to place the ministering angels. You know, I do that every day. I say, Father, I plead the blood of Jesus and I thank you for your ministering angels compassed around about. And then I just tell, you know, list people and list the church people. His name, which is above every name. His blood, the blood of Jesus. Binding the devil. Amen. The words out of our mouth. Man, don't you dare say, I'm going to get that thing that's floating around, that sickness. Don't you dare say that. Don't open up your mouth and say that. Okay. Do not say that. I will show you what we will say. Out of Psalms 91 in a little bit. 
Okay, and another thing is Malachi 3.11. We're all familiar with Malachi around here, right? Malachi 3.11 says this. Jesus, uh, The Lord says, I will, if you're tithers, this is an if verse. If you're a tither, you can take this sucker to the bank. If you're a tither, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not cast, cast the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast your fruit before the time of the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Bottom line is, if you're a tither, now you can't claim this if you're not a tither. Don't try, it won't work. If you're a tither, God himself will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Who's the devourer? Satan. Okay. So God himself, if you're a tither, is going to rebuke the devourer off your life. Okay. So you got all that. That's all... Laying the foundation, okay? That stuff's really important. You've got to know it. But we're going to focus on Psalms 91 tonight. So if you want to flip over in your Bibles to Psalm 91, and like I said, I'm in the King James tonight. Why? Just because I happen to know all this in King James. You need to memorize this. I know part of it. I used to know all of it, so I need to, I need to bump up my game and, 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 and learn it again. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. And the rest of the verses, I get them mixed up. But, so I need to learn that again. So, how are you going to memorize Psalm 91? It's got 16 verses in it. Easy. You can buy 16 3x5 cards. You can get a whole pack for a dollar at the Dollar Tree. And you write each verse on there. You're doing the dishes, Right? You hold up your little card or you put it in your windowsill or whatever. He that dwelleth in the secret place. He that dwelleth in the secret place. Psalms 91.1. He that dwelleth in the secret place. Just so you get that part, right? Then you go, of the most high God. Whoa. You know, you used to have to memorize stuff in school, right? Well, you can still memorize stuff. It's very important that we all memorize Psalm 91. We need to know this. We need to know what the promises that he has made to us are. Amen. Do you know that Psalms 91 is called the soldier's psalm? I was told years ago that uh, George Washington, it was a requirement for his troops to memorize Psalms 91. Did you know that George Washington is, is known as the soldier who couldn't die? Isn't that amazing? He was known, George Washington, father of our country, was known as the soldier who couldn't die. He was a great army general. Let me read you something. During the French and Indian War, there were 86 British and American officers in battle. Sixty-two of them were killed or wounded. He was the only mounted officer, in other words, he was riding a horse, who wasn't shot off of his horse. Washington said this, by all the powerful dispensation of providence, you know, back in the older days, they would use the word providence for God, meaning God Almighty. They don't hear that much anymore. But Washington said, by all the powerful dispensation of providence, I would say that's through all the weapons the Lord has, I have been protected beyond all human probability and expectations, for I had four bullets through my coat. And two horses shot under me. He wasn't shot off his horse, but two of his horses were shot. Yet escaped unhurt, although death was leveled on my companions on every side of me. 
It didn't come nigh Washington, George Washington. Isn't that cool? So Psalms 91 is known as a soldier psalm. I mean, you can also use it for the police force, the firemen, you know, all that kind of stuff. Those people who are out there protecting us, this is the psalm for them. But it's also the psalm for us, right? Because we live in this world and we need God's protection. Amen. You know, one of these things that we're going to find out when we go to heaven is all the times that the Lord protected us from a wreck or something. You know what I mean? You know, sometime if, if uh, you know, you're supposed to be someplace at a certain time and, and something arises and you're going to be late, sometimes it's just your, your, uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's just your family members who, they're always late. So for them, you just tell them 15 minutes or a half hour earlier. That's how you fix that problem. But suppose it was something that you couldn't help about being late. You know what I call those? Divine delays. Perhaps the Lord was inter- intervening on our, part, on our behalf, making us late for something when we could have been in a wreck or something. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that amazing? So if somebody, you know, if something, if you're late for something, don't gripe and complain and pitch a fit. Just calm down and say, okay, Lord, thank you for your divine delay. Pretty cool, huh? Amen. All right. So let's go to Psalms 91, verse 1. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Now this, this is an if verse, but you don't see the word if there. If. You dwell in the secret place of the Most High, right? If you don't dwell in the secret place of the Most High, then none of this pertains to you. None of this applies to you, and you're out there on your own, and protection is not yours. However, if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, the word dwells there means to stake a claim. And y'all, being from California, ought to know what stake a claim means. So, he that stakes a claim in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And secret is kind of like a hiding place. If it's a secret, it's a hiding place, right? Verse 2, I will say of the Lord. Remember we talked about uh, Proverbs 18:21, the words out of our mouth? Okay, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. So the word refuge also means a hiding place. And my fortress, which means a place of protection. If you got your Bible, you ought to write that in there. My God in him will I trust. So trust is a place of security. If you're trusting somebody with your life, isn't that a place of security? Amen. Verse 3, surely. Surely means truly. Of a surety, of a certainty, for sure he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. A fowler is a hunter. So you never know what these fancy words mean until I look them up for you. You look them up yourself. This came from the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, back before they changed the definitions of everything. So a fowler is a hunter. You know, sometimes I, you know, I picture, um, foreign battlefields, I picture foreign enemies sneaking up on people, you know, sneaking up on on our soldiers or whatever you want to say. But 
It says here in verse 3, Surely the Lord will deliver us from the snare of the hunter. The hunter setting a snare for us, wanting to take us out. He's, we're safe from that. And from the noisome pestilence. What in the world is a noisome pestilence? Okay, noisome means, according to Webster's 1828, back in the olden days when they used words like this, means noxious to your health. So noisome, I think of noise. It doesn't mean that. It means it's noxious to your health. Poisonous to your health, in other words. Destruction to you. So that's what the word noisome means. Okay? Noxious to your health. So what is this stuff flying around supposed to be? A little noxious to your health, right? So they're saying, yeah. And then... Pestilence. What does that mean? When I think of pestilence, I think of bugs, pests. So unless I unless I had looked these words up, I would have misunderstood the scriptures, right? Because I'm thinking of a noisy pest, noisome pestilence, noisy bug. Isn't that what you would think? A noisy bug? No. So noisome means. Noxious to your health. Pestilence means a plague or any contagious disease. That's what pestilence means. And that's something. Verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. Have you ever been around a mother chicken? Can you imagine a mother chicken? Say, 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 a um, owl or a hawk or somebody fly, something flies by. A mother hen will will put her chicks underneath her wings, and she hides them under there. Isn't that cool? She hides them. So, verse four says, "He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt thou trust." So think of big God, man. He's got big feathers, and we can just cuddle right under there, right? <laughs> And we're going to be safe. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. His truth. Truth about what? In this instance, let's talk about truth about perfect protection. Okay? That shall be, his truth about protection shall be our shield and our buckler. Right? Okay, so what does buckler mean? Well, well think of feathers and wings. Figuratively, that's a protection and care. Okay, if you think about that, it's protection and care. Buckler means a shield or defensive armor used in ancient war. And I looked that up and it talked about how, how, how it was made. This wood went this way and something else went that way. It was covered with fur and it was just a certain kind of shield that we don't really use today. But that's what that means. That part means. Da-da-da-da. Verse 5. Thou shalt not be afraid. What is it? First Timothy one seven or Second Timothy one seven. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Right. So fear doesn't come from God; it comes from the devil. Right. Okay. So, verse five: Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. So maybe you can think about terror at night. You know, Pastor Dave's told this story, and I've read about it before, about during one of the wars, whenever 
you know, they bombed Britain or whatever. There was this old lady, and you know, when the when the, when the bombing and stuff was going on, everybody ran and hid because they didn't want to get you know die, get blown up. And they're always wondering, where's where's Edith? Where's where's Edith? I'm just get throwing out a name here. Where's Edith? Where's Edith? Well, there you see her walking down the street the next day. Edith, where were you? Oh, I was asleep. She figured if God's on the scene, why should I lose my sleep? You know, God's taking care of everything. So why should I lose my sleep? Why should I, you know? So isn't that cool? She had faith for protection. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's find ourselves another verse. Okay. Verse 6, nor for the pestilence. What does pestilence mean? Contagious disease, right? Doesn't mean a bug. Nor for the contagious disease that walks in darkness. Nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. 7, a thousand shall fall at thy side. And 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. Amen. So think about the soldiers in the field. You know, Walter, you were a soldier. Some of them, I don't know if there are any more soldiers in here or not, but, you know, man, you can take that verse. You know what I mean? A thousand may fall over here, 10,000 at my right hand, but it, hey, it ain't coming near me. How many of you saw that movie about, it was a true story about that guy that, he was a conscientious objector. I don't know the name of it. Maybe you can remember it and throw the name out to me. And uh, But he wanted to serve his country. You know, he went through all kinds of stuff because they were so mean to him. What he wanted to do was to be a medic. Do you remember that movie? What's the name of that? Anybody know? Because I would love to see it again. It's an awesome movie. And so they finally let him be a medic. Battle of uh, something ridge. What? Hacksaw Ridge, thank you. Yeah, Battle of Hacksaw Ridge. So there was this ridge, and I don't know where it was at. Japan, maybe, I don't know. But he was up there trying to bring men over this mountain, you know, over this, this, this big ledge. And he, but he kept, he would send one down and he would run back into battle and he'd say, one more, Lord, give me one more. And he would run back into battle. I mean, and there's stuff you know, blowing up all, all around him. I forget how many men he saved. It was something like a hundred or more, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. But isn't that cool? That man was running through live fire, but the Lord protected him. He was a Christian, though, you know, and he, and he, and he kept saying, Lord, you know, Lord, one more, one more. And he was bringing those men and they would put him on something and let him down over the, over the cliff thing. And then they would grab him and take him to the, you know, the, the doctors or whatever. Man, that's just that's just what I think about what God does, you know. He's, he's so cool. Amen. Verse 8. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9. Let me see if I need to stop. I'm okay. I'm going to back up. So in verses 5 through 8, let's look at some of the promises. Okay, you can number these. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. That's one. Two, nor for the arrow that flies by day, right? Three, nor for the contagious disease that walks in darkness. Four, nor for the destruction at noon. 
And then he promises a thousand shall fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand. He promises it won't come nigh us. Listen to these promises. You know, sometimes we get in the habit of just rushingly reading through stuff and we don't stop to just chew on. You know what I mean? Just chew on, chew on a little bitty verse. Man, what does that mean? Or to look up the words. Another thing it says here that we will receive the reward of the wicked. You know what I mean? Isn't that awesome? That's promises about God. Talk about a good insurance package. Psalm 91, God's protection plan is an awesome insurance policy, right? Amen. Let's look at verse 9. It says, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge. So we said refuge was a place of safety. Even the Most High, thy habitation, we live there. He who abides under the shadow of the Almighty. We live there. We take up claim in God's presence, serving God. That's what we're doing, right? Verse 10, there shall no evil. How much evil? None. What does none mean? None means absolutely none, right? No evil shall befall thee, neither shall any plague Infectious, contagious disease come nigh my dwelling. So are you going to claim that or not? Or are you going around your house saying, oh, I hope we don't get it. Oh, full of fear and junk. What are you doing? I mean, I don't know. I'm not here home with you. Or are you saying, no evil's going to befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my my dwelling. No infectious disease. None. Zero. Zilch. Not. Right? Aha. Look at verse 11. For he shall give his angels. We talked about angels, right? For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep you in what? All your ways. Doesn't say some of them. Doesn't say, well, maybe he will today, but he may not tomorrow. It says all of your ways, right? Amen. That is if you are dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. You know, it pays to serve the Lord. I mean to tell you, I'm not going the other way. No way. Verse 12. They, the angels, shall bear thee up in their hands unless you even dash your foot against a stone. Verse 13. You shall tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. And a lot of times this is talking about snakes and junk like that. So if perchance you happen to step on a snake uh, by accident, you know, it's not going to harm you. Amen? That's not going to harm you at all. I remember one time, you know what a cotton mouth is? Well, sheesh, they're about that long. How do I know? Because <laughs> my horse almost stepped on one. Oh, they're about that long. That fat, and they have this big, wide mouth that's white. So when I was in Indiana, I was riding my horse in back of our property, and there was a pond down there, and I was just walking along the side of the road, and I looked down, and right where my horse stepped his foot, there's this cotton. My horse steps his hoof right here, and here's his cotton mouth right there with his mouth wide open. And I thought, oh, great. Number one, 
I don't want my horse spooked. And if my horse spooked, he was a big, he was a standard, but he was like a thoroughbred, big horse. If he decided he was going to go one way, I didn't want to go the other way and land on that snake, you know what I'm saying? So I just kind of gently just turned my horse over, you know, to the side, you know, and my horse never even knew that snake was there. But I saw that snake and I thought, thank you, Jesus, you know. <laughs> we were protected. Amen. Amen. God's so awesome. Okay, here I am back up here in verse 13. Oh, I already read that. Verse 14. Now this part here, it's kind of like, Because you've done all this other stuff and because God's done all this other stuff, right? And verse 14 says this. It kind of switches gears. says, because he, say me, because me, because me, because I, or you say I, because I have set my love upon him. Therefore, will he deliver me? I will set him on high, the Lord says, because he has known my name. Do we know his name? Do we know how to use his name? Do we know how to plead the blood of Jesus? Do we know how to take authority over the devil? Right? Verse 15, the Lord says, He, meaning, say, 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 I will call upon him, and he will answer me. He will be with me in trouble. He will deliver me. And I will honor him. And then it says, read this together. With long life will I satisfy me and and he will show me his salvation. Right? Did you claim that when the devil hit you with cancer? Did you claim that, Pam, when the devil hit you with cancer? While you're still here, right? Healed healthy and whole. Amen. Amen. So, your assignment is, let's memorize, rememorize Psalm 91. And I've got a little thing for you, if I can have a couple ushers to help me pass these out. All this says on the front is faith for protection. All that's on the inside is Psalms 91 in the King James and Psalms 91 in the New Living Translation. On the back it says, my personal prayer. So you need to learn how to develop a prayer, your own prayer for protection. Whether it's just to read Psalms 91, have it memorized, speak it out loud, whatever. But you're going to have to be active about this. This is not something that you are going to walk out this door and forget about. Because the times are dangerous. That virus is dangerous. But we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust, you know, and all the rest of that. So we are having faith for protection because we are developing our faith for protection because faith comes by and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. All right. So did you learn anything tonight? Okay. So I hoped as well, too, that I dispel some fear that, you know, when you listen to fear long enough, you know, you could kind of succumb to it, but so, so, you know, maybe when it comes to that part on the news, just, you know, go past it or something like that. It just says, not coming nigh my dwelling, not coming nigh my dwelling. I'm abiding in the secret place of the Most High. You know, no sickness or disease shall befall my, my dwelling, you know, and learn all this stuff because you have to know it. You have to, have to, have to know it. It's imperative that you know this stuff if you want to live long and strong and be safe, right? 
Okay, let's stand up. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.